one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right on top as we come towards the bell. Now the bell does go. She's gone down right on the bell. Adams is celebrating. She thinks she's won this one. Good professional debut from Shannon Courtney. We've heard a lot about her. It is all over. What a perfect professional start for Natasha Jonas, who looked like she belongs in the paint ring. Women's professional boxing, can it really prosper? There are a few stars of the sport, but many are struggling with a lack of opportunities and a huge disparity of media coverage, sponsorship and earnings in comparison with men. I'm Don McGuinness and for this special feature, I've been speaking to some of the biggest names in women's boxing. The pioneers, those that have struggled and the rising stars. I've been with the trainers and promoters, some that were dead against women fighting. So, has anything really changed? And just how big can the sport grow? I love to bring women's boxing to to that next level, really. And um, I love to. I think I, I did break a lot of boundaries in in the amateur game, and I love to do the same thing in the pro game as well. And um, yeah, having this platform box on Sky, you know, with Eddie Hearn and Matt Room is just phenomenal for women's boxing, really. And this is. The Silver Dreams. Katie Taylor is a boxing superstar, beloved in Ireland, respected and revered the sporting world over. As an amateur, she dominated and won it all with her star shining brightest at London 2012. It was the first time women's boxing had been included in the Olympics, and the frenzied scenes at the XL Arena suggested great times ahead for the sport. And that has largely proved to be true for the amateur game. In a lighter weight category, Team GB's Nicola Adams also topped the podium in London and repeated the feat with a second gold four years later in Rio. Like Taylor, Adams is now forging ahead with her pro career. Likewise, many of her former GB teammates, including Natasha Jonas. We're slowly breaking down them barriers, but we've always done that. That's, that's not new to anyone who was on that Olympic 2012 cycle. And, you know, we've come a long way from... You know, me, Nikki Adams, Savannah Marshall, Ruth Raper, Nina Smith and Leslie Sachi sharing one top. Um, to go to a competition, you just used to pray that you weren't, wasn't on last that day. You know, now we've got a structure in place where, they, they, you know, you've got a schoolgirl as a, 
a podium potential, a podium development squad, and you know that that wasn't always there. So we broke down their barriers for that to be able to put in place. And to be fair to everyone in their own right, they've got the results to keep that funding going, and we've proved that. We, we now we used to be the team that with once in the tournament and now everyone hates GB, we're almost like a Cuba or Russia. So 2012 was a pivotal moment. Funding was maintained and gyms across the country welcoming more girls than ever before. There's a clear pathway for them to compete at the highest level. Massive strides have been made, but there are still disparities. Fewer weight categories at the multi-sport tournaments, five for women, eight for men. Then there's the age-old cross-gender issues of boxing politics, dodgy decisions and qualification procedures that have led to some talented women switching from the amateur to the professional ranks. Along with being Anthony Joshua's trainer, Rob McCracken is performance director for GB Boxing. He's in no doubt that in order to be a successful female pro boxer, excelling in the amateur code first is vital. Profile-wise and financial reward-wise, I think if you're business-minded and you're smart, you've got to get an Olympic medal if you're going to turn professional as a female because that will get you a profile, the, the story from the Olympics being part of that team. Um, will get you noticed and then obviously an Olympic medal is a is a big deal, it's a huge deal in, in boxing, it, it always has been and certainly for a female so I think that you know what we've got to do and try and create is females that you know can win two or three Olympic medals and get a commercial you know mm. a commercial sort of um, portfolio that, that in some cases gives them the freedom to go to as many Olympics as they want or, or turn professional and pursue the, you know, what Katie Taylor's done and gone on and become a, a unified lightweight champion in the world so um, I think there's, there's lots of positives I think, I think the strength in depth is still not there what, what it is with the men but the men's been going for the last hundred years or whatever um, I'd say that um, we're getting better females coming through I think the coaching's getting better. I think the uh, the interest in women's boxing is certainly going to build again after after Tokyo. If we can have a successful female, if, if we can get a medal from one of the women, so I think in terms of women and boxing and how it sits alongside the men in the in the Olympic sport, I think is very promising. And the pro game, you feel, will just get stronger as well. I think it will take a bit longer. I think it will take time. I think you need high-profile women who who have something about them i.e. an Olympic medal or, you know, they catch the eye, they're dynamic or they're a little bit different to, to the others. They, you know, they're a Lomachenko-type style or they're a phenomenal puncher. And I do think it will be, you know, it will become, become like... Don't ever think it will have the, the, the huge numbers and, and the strength in depth that the men's got because it's going to take a long, long time to get that. But in my lifetime, I think you'll see them get parity in Olympic boxing I think you'll have the same weights in an Olympic or two Olympic times and I think you'll start to produce a few more Nicola Adams Katie Taylors that can go on and become genuine world champions in the professional world and become stars. Stacey covering up well she... what I like about Stacey at the minute is her economy emotions good she's not wasting uh, too much you know she's just carefully walking uh, via into the ropes and that's, that's good to see that's a, that's a kind of a veteran move in a way and these are good shots oh and the referees stop the fight some winging hooks going in there and it's a nice performance by Stacey Copeland. I've been waiting for other amateurs who'd, who'd done well to turn over. I thought that's what we need. We need good, well-skilled amateurs to start turning over and that will have an impact. And then it, eventually it came round to saying, well, why not me? And that's ultimately one that made the decision. And I, I do believe in that saying that, you know, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And it, it was an equal excitement and fear 
and I knew that was that those were the two ingredients I needed and that's why I knew it was the thing to do. Manchester's Stacey Copeland. Coming from a family steeped in boxing, her dad Eddie, a top prospect in his day, it had seemed a natural path to follow. It didn't work out that way. There were no opportunities for her to box. It wasn't legal, so she threw herself into football. Not exactly an easy ride either. I remember my first England call-up going to my boss and saying, I need a week off, there's nothing available on the rotor. And him saying, what for? And I showed him this England letter that was, I meant, I was, you know, I was beside myself with excitement. And, and he just looked at me and said, you want me to give you a week off to play for a women's football team? I said, well, it is the England women's football team. And he laughed and made all these jokes. And, you know, I left that interaction feeling really small, feeling ashamed of who I was, feeling silly, really silly for thinking it was a big deal to play for the England women's football team. Didn't tell a single colleague, didn't tell anyone. Now you fast forward, not that long, really. I mean, it's within my lifetime. And, you know, 20 years later, we've got massive corporations and, and businesses wanting to be involved with women's football. That shows you one element of just how far we've come. I ended up taking that week unpaid um, to go and play for England. In common with Stacey, Natasha Jonas played football as a sports-mad kid growing up in the Toxteth area of Liverpool. Her talent earned her a scholarship in the US. Her younger sister, Nikita Paris, followed in her footsteps and is now a footballing star for Lyon and England. But for Tasha, a ruptured cruciate ligament forced a rethink. Back in Liverpool, a boring desk job beckoned. She was encouraged then to try boxing just to keep fit. The bug struck. An excellent amateur career ran its course and for a time, Tasha was out of the sport. She had a child, Mela, but life as a single mum was never going to stop her returning to boxing as a pro. The thing with me when I left boxing is that I always thought that I hated the structure, but then I actually needed that in my life. And when I didn't have anything to do, I was like, well, what do I do now? And after obviously having the baby and stuff and coming back, it was like, okay, it was that that I missed. It was, was the structure, but I enjoy the real... GB, like I said, it's very targeted and, um, you know, one missed tournament, there's five people in your weight division ready to take take your place and it's hard to mentally stay up there all the time and ask them questions of yourself constantly, whereas as amateur, you, you have a date, you work up to that date, you have, a, uh, sorry, as pro, you have a date, you work up to that date, you have a rest and then, you know, recoup yourself, you know, have family time, whatever and then get another day, go back. And I think that's, for me personally, that's a better way forward. There's no difference to being any other working woman. You know, if a lad has a, has a kid, there's, there's, no one says, oh, you've got a kid, how do you work that round your time? If, if a lad does it, you know, it doesn't matter. So it's the same, you know, you've got a job, you've got to go to your job, you go home to your child, that's the same. I, I'm no different to any other working parent that dropped me little girl to school, I pick her back up from school and we go home together, have our lunch and do other things that mums do, you know, have a little play and walk the dog. So, yeah, you know, while she's in school, I'm at work and I come back and to her, it's no different. She's more excited about seeing Nikita on the telly than she is with me. She's, she's like, oh, yeah, mum's boxing. But Auntie Nikita's there, so... Yeah. I suppose the problem is, though, it's boxing because you're in a sport that you can get hurt. That adds to it. Yeah, I, but I, I say this. I said this the other day um, to someone who asked me a similar question. Like, don't I ever worry about getting hurt? I don't think, like, if you were a race car driver, you get in the car, the F1 car, and think, well, I'm going to crash today. Or, you know, you know the risk, you know that they're there. You just, you, you know, you, you expect them, I suppose, not to happen. Or you just don't think about it, and if it happens, you know, you've got to deal with that as, as and when it comes. I've snapped me into cruciate ligament, I've dislocated me big toe, I've broken my big toe, so yeah, it's uh, the worst in boxing I think I've had is 
I cut eye on, I believe, the nurse, and I suppose that comes part and parcel with it. The b- Tasha just gave you is, I think, uh, <laughs> what she gave me very early on when she came here. So, uh, yeah, instead of uh, tippy-toeing around her and everything else, she was like, no, straight in it, she's one of the lads. Natasha's trainer and manager, Joe Gallagher. Not a fan of women's boxing initially, Joe, like many others, has changed his view, although he still does have his struggles. I do worry every time I go in the ring with her, you only get one mum, and she is a mum, as well as being a female fighter. She's very good at her craft, she's represented the country, she's won a title, and there's hopes for her still to fight for a world title. As a trainer there, you said you can't help it, you're a bit more protective. As a manager, when you're fighting Natasha's corner, as you do for your other fighters in terms of trying to get them deals or whatever, how difficult do you find it because she's a woman boxer in the professional game? No, it is, because straight away everyone wants to be involved with the Joshuas and uh, the big names in the sport um, at the moment. And then from the women's point of view, everyone wants to be associated with Nicola Adams, Katie Taylor, them type of fighters. So for Natasha, it is hard, um, but just, I think, what's... I would say it's a good thing. Well, it is a little bit, very much like Jessica Rennis when she became a mum. All of a sudden, the mum publications and pictures and with the daughter and stuff like that, them type of companies wanted to get involved and that's what's happened with Natasha a little bit. She's getting sponsorship from people and people have seen her story and uh, want to help her with her training. She does an awful lot for the community. I know that as well. She works very hard from Toxteth for the area that she's from. The inspirational women in sport, a growing crop of fighters in gyms throughout the country, welcoming more girls than ever before. It isn't perfect by any stretch, but how did it get this far? In part two, we'll be hearing from a woman whose biggest battle took place in the courtroom for the right to fight, Jane Couch. You'll hear more from Chantel Cameron, Stacey Copeland and Joe Gallagher, along with contributions from Jamie Moore, Steve Wood and Eddie Hurd. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
I'm Don McGuinness and you're listening to a special feature to find out more about the state of women's boxing. The gulf between the haves and have-nots, the lack of opportunities for women compared to men. Is it fair? Does anyone care? To fully appreciate the story of women's professional boxing in the UK, one name deserves special mention. Jane Couch, MBE. The first officially licensed British female boxer. And that was 1998. A pioneer who took on the authorities and changed the sport for good. Jane's fight outside of the ring is chronicled in her new book, The Final Round. It was a horrendous time going through the court case. It was terrible. But I just thought, you know, to tell it in the right way rather than be screaming and shouting at everyone, which is what I used to be like. And just, <laughs> I? And just, and just sort of tell them a bit about the journey, about like how I recognised the problems in... Because I just think it's a story that people need to know because... Without that, there'd be no women's boxing even to this day. I really believe that it, it just wouldn't be here. Well, Jane didn't so much open doors for other women to take part in boxing, she smashed them down. She missed out on the podium squads, the funding, the trappings of fame that the likes of Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields enjoy today. But there's no bitterness and no bigger supporter of the girls doing the business in the current era. It's just fantastic for someone younger now to be able to come through and do it without... That stigma. And listen, life's not about money. What does it matter? What I was going to say that you've never been that character never, driven ever. by money anyway. But you did want the justification to box, and you wanted the credibility. It was not about yeah the dollars with you. It, it was it was never about the money because I knew the money wasn't there, and I was told from day one. I mean, boxed on the same bill as Roy Jones Jr. I think I got five hundred dollars. It was more about the winning and the competing for me rather than ever about money. It was never, ever about money. But again, the crap we had along the way was, was just amazing. And, and what we achieved at the end of it. You have a book and you are Jane Couch, MBE, the pioneer of women's <laughs> boxing. There's a, there's a lot that you can look back on and be very, very proud. Yeah. Is that the way you feel? Yeah, and that's the main thing. Like, I've wrote the story. I read through it, like, when it was... Even though I wrote it, I still read it all through page to page before it went to print. And I was so proud of what I've done. And the people that I've helped and the lives that I've changed and, and, and changing history. Like, I'll be in the history books now forever, won't I? So no amount of money can buy that. No amount of money. And I am proud. I am proud. Well, these days, strength in depth is always improving. And one fighter does have some parallels between Couch and herself. Northampton lightweight Chantelle Cameron always just wanted to fight. Kickboxing first but the move to boxing proved the canny one. Early success as an amateur ultimately led to disappointment and dejection, though. I actually was going to go get a job and work and do uni and everything, but then I started seeing Katie on the screen and I was like, oh, I because I've always said, like, when I was a child, in the, my kickboxing days, all I wanted to do was fight with my head guard off, and I've never done it, so I um, started seeing Katie on TV Seeing the noise around women's boxing, I was thinking, if I get signed by someone, well, maybe I can give this another go. Chantelle, drawn back into boxing by Katie Taylor. She'd had enough with the amateur side of the sport and left the GB setup and boxing. A split decision defeat at the World Championships ended her qualification bid for Rio 2016. Initial devastation and disillusionment was made even worse as she watched a rival she'd beaten eight times, Estelle Mosselli of France, go on to win gold. So the chance to be an Olympian never materialised, but now, as an unbeaten professional, she has an opportunity that many women don't get. A potentially lucrative rivalry. The target, arguably the biggest star of all, she's in her weight division. Guess who? 
Yes, it's Katie again. I know I've got the beating of her and I see all the stardom she's getting. I think, well, I know I can beat you. So I know uh, it could be me, but obviously I've got to get that fight. I've got to make that fight happen. Obviously it's down to the teams and stuff, but I'm there for the, I'm there, she's there for the taking. So I'm just waiting for the go ahead. But obviously um, everything she's done for women's boxing and stuff is kind of like, it's amazing, but someone else has got to, someone's got to be next. She's not going to be around forever. With more women now making their way in professional boxing, gyms have had to move with the times, not just attitudes that are changing. Chantel trains under the guidance of coach Jamie Moore, who has a lively stable of fighters, including former world champion Carl Frampton, alongside him Rocky Fielding, Martin Murray, Jack Catterall and the ever-hyper Tommy Coyle. It's all good-natured, it's a boisterous atmosphere to say the least, and Chantel's the only female. But according to Jamie, it isn't an issue. I didn't really have any sort of hold-ups, hang-ups on it. It was, it was basically just the way I looked at it. Is I'd seen a fight. I knew she could. She was a very good fighter. Didn't really matter to me whether she was a, a lad or a girl. It's just basically a boxer, as far as I was concerned. Ten years ago, in fact, I'm, I, it's probably less than that. Probably even six years ago, I'd, I'd have been a little bit uncomfortable with it. And then, as time goes on, you start to think. I sort of questioned myself, why was he uncomfortable with it? You know, at the end of the, end of the day, um, it's probably because the way I've been brought up, you're protective of, of, you know, women, your sisters, your mother, you're brought up to be protective. So maybe that's it, you know, I'm just trying to figure out a reason why. But I think at the end of the day, it's a sport. Chantelle feels that she's been completely welcomed here and totally treated with respect. Have you ever been conscious or telling the lads to rein it in? We know about the fun and games you can have in here. Has that ever been an issue for you with the other lads? I think Tommy Coyle threatening to debag off on the first day was definitely right up there. But I'm sure it was it was said in jest. And listen, it's just basically general rules, isn't it? You know, men's change rooms, women's change rooms, that's it. It's, it, it. There's no issue. I don't understand. I think people make an issue out of it. The gym where Moore trains his fighters, VIP on the edge of Salford, is owned by Steve Wood, a man spinning many plates and one of the most prolific boxing managers and promoters on the northern small hall scene. Phones non-stopping and trying to solve problems for fighters who all want to fight and they're changing the weights and they, 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 it's, it's so hard. It's, it's non-stop for me, you know. It, it's not like an hobby as it was when it started. It's, it's a full-time business, which is, is tough when I'm running another full-time business and a couple of more sidelines as well, yeah, so it's very difficult. While Steve might describe himself as a male chauvinist pig, his words, he is also someone that softened his stance on women fighting, once totally against it, he recently signed Rhiannon Dixon to his large stable of fighters. I know the TV's like to have female boxers, and so uh, I just thought that really and truthfully, as a promoter, I, sh- I should be a bit more open-minded and uh, try and promote a woman, and uh, that's what we're going to do with Rhiannon and, and see if we can bring her through. I mean, the thing with women is you know now that you don't need many fights and you, you, you're fighting for, for serious titles. Yeah, it's, it, it's strange, but as I say, the TV want women fighters. So is it more of a case than you're being honest about it? If it's good for business, you're going to do it. You're not necessarily a fan, although you've seen bits and pieces you like. Mm. Well, what, what I am saying is that I've seen it improve and if we can be part of the process of improving it, um, you know, the barriers have got to come down and we've got to go with it. And, and hopefully it will um, bring 
different audience in, you know, maybe some more female people attending the shows, which would be good. So attitudes and change appear to be sweeping through the sport. There are still many issues that female fighters want to see challenged. And while more female fighters are getting signed by promoters and more are getting on TV shows, it's still got a way to go. With those changes outside the ring as well, many want to see amendments inside. At present, women pros fight two-minute rounds, not three like the men. As a result, many feel they're not given enough time to finish off opponents. It's a point that splits opinion. Here are the thoughts of Chantel Cameron and then Joe Gallagher. I think uh, we should do three-minute rounds because men do it, so why, why shouldn't we? It's going to improve your KO ratio if you've got three-minute rounds as well, isn't it? That's, that's what I want it. <laughs> At the minute, it's not not one hundred percent. But like in some of my fights, I've seen like got to a minute thirty, I start getting to work and unleashing, and then the the bell guys are thinking, oh god, I've only had like another twenty seconds. So it's uh it's it's frustrating, but I don't think it's ever going to change. It's just a fact, isn't it? Men and women are just built differently, aren't they? And there's not much to do with it. And uh, if they were meant to play five sets at Wimbledon, they'd be playing five sets at Wimbledon, and, and they're not doing And I just think if you can just keep it at two minutes in ten-minute rounds, or if you want to extend it to 12 twos, uh, but I don't think you should move it on to three minutes, no. It's a, a hurtful, horrible sport at times, and um, Tasha's been on the end of a bad loss, and that was uh, horrible to see, and um, I, I wouldn't want to make the opportunities bigger for that to to happen. So differences of opinion still exist, of course, and other disparities between the men and women are not too hard to find. A lack of belts is an obvious one. At present, female fighters in the UK don't even have a British title to challenge for. Titles equal currency in the sport, so any opportunity to fight for a meaningful belt will be jumped at. Stacey Copeland is a case in point. In July 2018, out of the blue... She was offered a Commonwealth Super Welterweight title shot against Mpule Nugabawani in Zimbabwe. Stacey made history to win via unanimous decision, but there was no beautiful shiny belt to wrap around her waist. I think the, the worst moment of all for that was coming through the airport because everybody had lived it in the whole build-up and they'd just been a massive part of it and they were, you know, they were so supportive, they were so excited. And then to come out, of the airport and the mall be there and they've, they've taken the time to come and support and them not get that moment to see the belt and be part of it was sickening, you know, because that wasn't right. It should never have happened. But the way that I kind of framed that is that I'm, I'm, if it had to happen to anyone, I'm glad it happened to me because I'm at the age now where I will challenge it. I will try and change things that are unequal. And that's what happened because the conversation wasn't great initially with the Commonwealth Boxing Council who explained the new replicas for women and real belts for men. And the replicas were no longer being produced. So I said, you know, how quickly can I have a real belt then? And was told that they're expensive. So unless I had a sugar daddy, I wouldn't be able to have one. Which, you know, to someone who's always worked throughout the sports career and been as dedicated as I have, is very, very derogatory. And it's hard to explain that deep sense of injustice when you're treated like that. Because now there is a belt and it's available for others and it's who's willing to step up and, you know, fight for these changes. So changes are being made, the gyms are busy and young girls have role models in both the amateur and professional codes of boxing. Crucially, it appears women's boxing is proving to be good for business. Promoter, Eddie Hearn. It's huge. Katie Taylor's one of the biggest stars in world boxing. She'll box in England on November the 2nd. Um, the rematch will appear soon. will come early next year as well. Uh, you've got Breakhouse, you've got Clarissa Shield, you've got Savannah Marshall now as well, Terry Harper, Shannon Courtney. 
I mean, it's amazing times we're in boxing. Rarely a show uh, that we do will not have a female belt on the card. Future's good for that. Future's great for everything. Man. Positivity from Eddie there, but in conclusion, all fighters are not equal, male or female. While for some women boxers, promoters are just paying lip service to their sport, box ticking. But even if that is the case, they accept its progress and giving opportunities where none previously existed. The depth of talent and the gulf between top amateurs turning over and some women pros on the circuit is a concern. But while the gyms fill up, funding for elite female amateurs is maintained and the pathways remain clear, then the knock-on effect will be the continued growth in women's boxing. And that's got to be a good thing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.